This podcast is rated off for realness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. It's me, your boy, Basement Jer. Don't tell Powerhouse Hobbs, the true face of the revolution. The basement champ is here, and he doesn't go anywhere without his big, shiny Rich Torres, everybody. Rich Torres, welcome to the Big Shiny Forehead podcast. Big Shiny Forehead must be what you were referring to there. That's right, Rich Torres. Shine up nice for the podcast. A future so bright, I can see it in your dome. That's right. Rich Torres. Today... Rich Deriz and Basement Jar are here to talk about AEW Revolution and one of many AEW-themed episodes. It's not yes. like this is the first time ever. We are not There's WWE-only podcast, there is believe only, it or not. That's right, and there are only 469 other episodes for you to listen to to see if I'm telling the truth. <laughs> so... Make sure you check that out and share it with your friends. Wait, wait, wait. What's that I hear from the Bookiverse? Challenge accepted. That's right, because the basement Bookiverse, they'll accept any challenge, brother. Especially when it comes to professional wrestling and Rich Riz. Speaking of that, I got to thank you uh, for yesterday. That you and your wife are taking Basement Jar out and his wife to delicious food. Thank you very much. This is March. This is Basement Booker's birth March. Yes. And uh, March. Officially, we want to thank the 250 plus strong and growing of the Basement Booker's Facebook page and all the other things. But before you tune out and we lose engagement, Rich Torres, tell me about what you got to get through before we get to. AEW Revolution, baby! Real quick, we got a quick hit in real fake news about real sports entertainment. Uh, you probably heard Sonya Deville was arrested in Atlantic City on February 19th when a parking valet found a handgun in her car's glove compartment. The police report said that she, quote, admitted to being the owner of the handgun and provided responding officers a permit to carry from out of state that is not valid in New Jersey. Bernardo, as we know her real name, was taken into custody without incident and released on a summons pending a future court date. Oh my God. Poor Sonya Deville has found herself on the opposite of the law, baby. If it were up to basement chair, it's all right for a good gal with a gun to do what she's got to do. It's just a, It's just a paperwork problem. A smarter podcast would be to discuss the rest of that. So I'm just going to leave it at ease, baby. Because you ain't here for that. You ain't here for that. Although I do think a valid question is, why is a parking valet going through her glove compartment? I, the last I checked, we got to respect personal property. And that is indeed Miss DeVille's personal property. And this jabroni's got a lot to answer for. I go as far to ask... How many other glove boxes at that specific establishment have been gone through? You have the keys already. Why are you in there? Yeah. So that's all for the news for now. We'll see if anything else pops up as we are talking about Revolution. Sunday night, March 
5th, live from the Chase Center in San Francisco, California. AEW's first pay-per-view from California. It's like magic, baby. It's like magic. We have on the pre-show, which, is, this, is it the buy-in? Is that what they're calling it this time? I believe so, Rich DeRiz. It's, I don't know if this is the poker theme or the other theme, but most times they're all about that, baby. They're all about buying in, all in, all out. Yep, so we got the Varsity Athletes and Ari Davari. Varsity Athletes being um, Tony Nice and uh, Josh Woods. I'm trying to not look at my notes and look at, the, at their faces, but my memory is terrible, so I'm just going to look at my notes. Versus... Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers. It's gonna be. I. This is gonna be a fun match. I think there's probably gonna be some comedy. Also, like I'm good with fun. Comedy takes me out of it a little bit. Like that stupid thing they did a couple weeks ago with uh, the elite and the basketball in the match. That was too much. Yeah, they was playing basketball with the uh, top flight, and not yeah. one person pumped up their shoes. I think that's probably a John Cena thing. I used to pump up my shoes before John Cena was a thing. He's I not never the had first man shoes. to pump up his shoes. Just because you are privileged enough to have pump-up shoes, Rich Riz, mm-hmm. doesn't mean you didn't have other great things going for you. Unfortunately, right now, none of that goal is with you. <sighs> WrestleMania. That is why I'm taking that title off your shoulder but that is not where we are we are yet we are oh. at revolution the zero hour it's right there on the screen dummy yeah and i think it's going to be briscoe and the lucha brothers going over the varsity athletes and ari davari mark briscoe chicken man go out there carry them other boys to victory against these jabronis these so-called varsity athletes basement chair challenges you to a match of your choosing if you think you've got what it takes varsity athletes to guess more than basement jair few have tried many have failed at basement bookers let's go all right so next up we have this is the fatal four-way with only two teams pictured but they're all there they're all in there for the AEW Tag Team Championship. So we got the Guns defending against the acclaimed Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and the team of Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. Uh, I think the best thing to do to make sure that Orange Cassidy does not get to carry another championship in that stupid backpack of his. Because then it would make Mm -hmm. more sense to have the backpack. Because then that makes it, oh, that's why. Because he's lazy. Right now you're doing an extra step. Because you Mm -hmm. don't need the bag because you have the one belt. We all know how I feel about the orange man. I think it's going to be the acclaimed. Really? Two time. Two time. Because scissoring. You need two to scissor, baby. It takes two to scissor. And that is why I am going with the acclaimed. I like that. I like that thinking. I do like your thinking. I think it's going to be uh, – I think the guns are going to retain. I think they're going to use some heel tactics to retain, and the acclaimed are kind of just going to work their way back around shortly. Oh, you didn't know? No, that's nah, another team. Nah, nah, nah. That's another team. That's another team. That's another team. Don't we, They don't do that. Right. And our next match is a final burial match, which Wikipedia tells me is a buried alive match. 
Jungle Boy, Jack Perry versus... Oh, where's your dad? Oh, he's dead. Christian Cage. That's what he Christian says. Cage, Christian Cage, Elder Statesman Christian Cage, friend of the podcast Christian Cage, little does he know, you know, Christian Cage once graced the Basement Booker's Facebook profile page for many months until we were able to change it. True. The slogan, no more match, coined by Rich DeRiz, which is why this is a Rich DeRiz favorite. This is a Rich DeRiz, I'm calling it... Result of the night. Rich DeRiz had his druthers. He buried that boy. And by boy, I use that term very loosely because Christian Cage hasn't been a boy for a very long time. And you could take that from an old man who's almost 40, daddy. 40. Blue pills, blue pills in Christian Cage's future. Because that boy getting buried. He getting buried by the jungle boy. I'm sorry. I'll take it back because he's not going to be the jungle boy anymore, Restoran. He will be officially a jungle man, daddy. Jungle man, jungle man. Well, the feud between myself and Christian Cage is well known on this podcast. Dare I say legendary. I would say legendary. There you go. So, there's only one way this match can go. It has to be Jungle Boy burying Christian Cage. Gotta be. Let's do it, baby. Write it down. Grab the basement booker's pencil. Book that. Next up is the World Trios Championship. The Elite versus the House of Black. Now... I'm a big fan of the House of Black. I we like Kenny House Omega. Guys. I like Kenny Omega a lot. Very good in the ring, and he's entertaining. The Bucks are entertaining, right? They're they're uh, the Harlem Globetrotters of professional wrestling, in my opinion. Mm. That's neither here nor there, which means not an insult, not a compliment, but that's just what I feel from them super kicks. 800 super kicks take a man down. Not a big man. Not a giant man. A regular man. I like House of Black a lot. I don't... Like, despite the rumors of when Kenny Omega's contract is going to expire, whether or not he's jumping to WWE, I don't think this is it. I don't think this is when they take the belts off of the Elite. So, I think Elite go over. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking that there's no re- this looks like another successful title defense for the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. It keeps them at the top of AEW together. I don't see a reason to change championships at this point, especially with these if you want to build them up. Uh, I don't think right now there's currently no trios team that I think should be the trios champions besides the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, especially after their series against... The Lucha Brothers, the the Pentagon... Death Della Triangle. De, yeah, Death... Uh, El Triangulo de la Muerte, uh, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, you best believe I said that correctly. Is is Pac injured? Where's Pac? Right now, Pac has the blue. It's the losing, the best of seven blues, baby. He's out there treating it. He's getting that icy hot for that burn. Mm. And he's got to go... Through hammer therapy. He also lost the uh, All-Atlantic Championship to Orange Cassidy. 
Well, he lost that long time before, Daddy. He lost that a long time before, uh, before the best the series of stuff, as it were. True story. Thank you for the refresher. And now back to the pay-per-view next up. And this is main event worthy, but not the main event. This is a Texas death match. John Moxley versus Hangman. Please shorten, not lengthen. Shorten. It's too long. Shorten his promo page. Shorten his promos to less than a quarter of a page. There you go. This cowboy, he just can't quit long promos. I'm gonna tell you what I think about this match. All right. Tell me what you think about it. That's what this podcast is about, Rich Torres. Don't hold back. Tell the truth as you see it. Promos or not, Hangman needs this win. Mox is over. Right. Mox had, did, did Mox, I think Mox had the title twice, uh, or technically three times. They're considering it three times because, like, he had the title, there was interim, and, like, he was the, he was the interim, and then, like, he retained the interim by winning the other, uh, whatever. Whatever it was. Hangman needs the win more than Mox. But this type of match is Mox's match. And because I'm me, I want Mox to win. I think Mox wins. That might not exactly be a controversial choice. I thought about it a little bit. You think to yourself, deathmatch. You think finality. Mm -hmm. However, through my many hours consuming AEW in the past few hours has taught me, John Moxley, (laughs) he's in there with the BCC, Richter is, and he's saying, oh, if it's five matches, I don't care if it's seven. It looks to I think there's going to be more matches because Moxie's like, look, man, you could you got beat by a seventh grade wrestling move. You couldn't move on from that. You could have been happy with it, but you don't want to. You want to keep on going. I'm willing to keep this long as long as it takes. Mm-hmm. The more juice. If I get more of my juice, Moxley said, not in that promo. I'm assuming it's on the cutting room floor. If I don't get my juice, Moxie gets mad, baby. Yeah. He gets mad. He gets sad, baby. He comes home to Renee. And Renee's like, baby, come to bed. Moxie's like, I can't. I can't, baby. I can't because I didn't get my juice. <laughs> they didn't give me what I want. So I had too much to get blood it. on the inside. Too much on the inside. It needs to be a release. And the only release that he's going to get. Is from Hangman Adam Page with the unofficial AEW official Mox Juicer. So, basically, in a roundabout fashion, taking forever to come up with a response to this, to tell <laughs> you what I think's going to happen here, you would think a match like this would favor a man like Moxley, who loved the juice. He loved the juice. It'd be his juice, though, specifically. Or he gets that blood drunk. He gets blood drunk. He hits the enraged timer. And there's mm. no telling what's going to happen here. So, mm. Hangman Adam Page will not hit the enraged timer. He will get Mox's juice, thus making him easier to deal with. I think Hangman, I think Hangman Adam Page walks away with a W. Moxley is indestructible. Moxley is made out of backyard titanium. And ain't nothing that Hangman Adam Page should do to destroy that. So even if he does lose, he will be protected. So again, I will say it again. Even if I convince myself into it. Regardless, Hangman Adam Page, you need to shorten those promos, baby. All right. So next up for the TNT Championship. This is, yeah, this is for the TNT Championship. There's, there it is right there. There's on top of the graphic. Samoa Joe defending against the man looking for revenge for the ponytail 
that he had to represent his dad, Wardlow, the war dog. The war dog himself, the, the symphony player. Richter is, this one's tough to call. Yep. But when it's all said and done, Basement Jet will make a decision. Because even if the title's not on the line, he carries himself as a champion. Look, I'll admit the foundation of this feud is a little bit wobbly for me right now. All Samoa Joe did was give a very easy haircut. He barely had a lot of hair. And to throw in, I'm trying to grow my hair out because it reminds me of my hero, my dad. That doesn't do anything because to me, you got a free haircut, Wardlow. Going in saving 12 bucks. You save it 12 bucks, even though you saved all the bucks anyway, because like you, I'm pretty sure there's people back there that cut hair. Yeah. For all we know, that could be what Samoa Joe does on the side, but I don't think that's true. I wouldn't let somebody cut my hair. I hear that his other nickname like is Samoa that. Snip. I wouldn't let that stay away from me. I don't want a guy. <laughs> when everybody says he's going to kill you, cutting my hair. I don't want him to sharp objects. Well, you certainly and, don't want him giving you a shave. No, no. That being said, they're going to give it to Wardlow. This is for the TNT Championship, I believe. Yes. So, either way, the winner's got to deal with Powerhouse Hobbs eventually. Yeah. So, I'm going to give it to Wardlow. Unless the plan is for Samoa Joe to go against Wardlow. Again, could be some shenanigans, could be some disqualification against because Samoa Joe, he don't want to lose the belt. What if the only way to do that is to get disqualified? So either way, I'm going to go with Wardlow. Sorry, I'm moving around a lot. I'm very fidgety. All good. I mean, you're you're not quite on my level with that. Uh, I, you know, I think. Joe, I like your idea of uh, Joe getting disqualified or counted out or something, uh, because I do think Joe's going to retain, you know, title, title or not, as far as like the basement championship. Um, I think I'm going to stick with Joe either way. Okay. I really like his uh, king of TV gimmick, the undisputed king of television, Samoa Joe. It's good. Uh, and I think that, that they'll stick with it. Right on, man. You can't lose. You can't lose here. It's a good situation everybody finds themselves in. Because either winner is fine. Either yep. way, you're going to get a big hoss versus a, a, a powerhouse. P -p 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 powerhouse. By the way, did you see that footage online of Hobbs on top of the ladder? With the referees, daddy. And how, like, he had a hard time getting off the ladder. I get it. I get it. I do. I don't like like ladders. getting down from it. Yeah, like he had that. He had to hand someone. He had to hand Aubrey the, the the ring, the, the brass, the ring. hemorrhoid donut. And that yeah, and then it took him a while to step down to make that first step down because like he was trying to like reach down to the uh, to the step so he could hold on, but obviously he can't reach because like that if you uh, if he were to like he can't touch his toes clearly. Because guys, guys that big are typically not all that flexible. I so can't he had touch to like, my toes, man. I can't touch I, my toes. Look at that. I can't touch my toes either. Right now, I can't, so, I so he had to sort of like crouch down, right? But that, you know, that affects his center of gravity there. And like he ended up like stepping down without touching the the ladder, like without uh, holding on with his hands anywhere. So like he had a he had a rough time of it. Yeah, but well, I, I feel you. I laughed, but I feel you. He wrestled a match. Okay, he outlasted X amount of other men 
just grab the Golden Sonic ring. Mm -hmm. But had he had 50 smaller rings, he could have accessed the bonus stage. But alas, he did not. I forgot about bonus stages. If you know, you know. Speaking of bonus stages, next up, this is not a bonus stage. I'm kind of just uh, working with it here. We have for the Women's World Championship, Soraya and Ruby Soho both challenging Jamie Hayter in a, they don't even have like a word for it. Triple threat match. It's a triple threat match. All right. All right. All right. All right. It's Jamie Hayter. She's going to retain. She's really over. There's no need to give it to Soraya. They're like the feud's gonna continue because they're doing this XWWE without saying XWWE versus the originals, AEW originals, right? right uh right, in- right. interesting that they chose to do this with uh to do that sort of angle with the women's roster, but you know, choices were made, I guess. Could yeah. be Soraya's idea. Because she did say that it's nice to have a boss that listens to her. We don't know in what way. Uh, she meant that. That's true. That's right. Uh, let's not make assumptions here. But you've made a decision. Mm-hmm. And it's not a difficult decision because Hater hits hard. However, I'm sorry, Rich Riz, but Basement Chair, the champ who is here, the only champ who is here, four C's. Because I've been waiting to talk about this. I've been waiting to talk about this specific angle because mm. it's the most interested I've been in the women's division of AEW in quite a while. Mm. And credit that to Soraya. Credit to that to who everyone participating in this storyline. Now I need to let I need to mention that this is a triple threat match, and I'm assuming there are no disqualifications. Mm-hmm. Now it is AEW, so I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. Secondly, B. Where is her Karu Shida? Shida was involved before. We haven't heard from her, so it's possible she could involve herself in this match. She has an injured pinky. Injured pinky, as announced on this podcast, I believe it was two weeks ago. Rich Riz, basement chair is living in the now, baby. And right now, for now, I'm talking about this triple threat match, so I can't be distracted. So, as I was saying, you (laughs) former basement champion for a long time, Pinky this. Pinky's up. We're meant to believe that the X Factor is Ruby Soho. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to go down the way people think it's going to go down. I think Soraya walks away as the AEW Women's Champion. I think it's, it's uh, you know, it makes sense. Soraya's a star. She's got the power. It's time to win the big one. You can't keep saying it's your house and not have the keys to the front door rich to riz it's time to make it reality it's just time to speak it into being soraya are you ready to become the aew women's champion basement jair says yes let's go all right nice full endorsement for your friend of course 
right? That is right. I know you won't let us forget, so I put Rubbing that up there for you. You're welcome. With All right. Next up, with. So this says everyone banned from ringside, but I think the official word is JAS is banned from ringside. And I also thought they said it's a no disqualification match on TV, but whatever. We'll see. Uh, this is Chris Jericho versus Absolute Ricky Starks. Rich Riz, I believe it says everyone is banned from ringside. Mm-hmm. And when I say everyone, uh, I mean everyone. But who knows what they mean by everyone? You know, maybe somebody mm-hmm. they don't identify as a one or a every. Although Christian Cage does identify as one of one, uh, I believe, is what he said in his promo. Yeah, yeah. the only thing he didn't say is, I am him. You know what's funny? Uh, He's 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 trying to steal from Carmelo Hayes. He's trying to keep him down, and he's not even in the same company. Oh my god, dude. This could be the deepest conspiracy. It's a a company. It goes across companies, even. Mm -hmm. How could they let this happen? I don't know. Tony Khan, after this paper, you have to take Christian Cage off TV. This is ridiculous. The hottest free agent in the guessing game, Basement Jared, disagrees with all of this. All right. Hashtag no more match. That's right, Rich Torres, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Look, you mentioned Christian Cage. I just wanted to briefly recall, let you guys know. I watched The Road to Revolution after Rampage this week. Mm -hmm. When they went through Christian Cage's promo, they didn't replay the part where he said that Jungle Boy's generation treats his business like a video game. Hmm. They bypassed that part completely and went to what Cage said that he treats this business as an ATM to That's print money. Mission. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, what do you mean by that? A uh, little heat from the back? I don't know. I don't know. I've never been in the back. I'm just a guy who made guesses. But uh, yeah. Are the Bucks gamers? They got to be. They got to be. We know Kenny is. They got to be, dude. They got to be. They got to be. They are. You can't be elite and not be a gamer. You can't be elite and never play with a Game Boy. You can't be elite and never held the beautiful 8-bit beige brick green screen of death. It's all right. Whatever. <laughs> Don't play a game, Rich the Riz. Let me tell you, Rich the Riz, the winner and still titleless Ricky Starks. Like, Part of me tells me that's not going to be the case and he's just going to lose and it's going to be another match with Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. But banning everyone and Stark saying that the last time I said I was going to beat you, I beat you. So this time I'm going to say I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. But he said he was going to beat MJF too. And that didn't work out too good either. Nah, but since this is it for a championship, I'm going to have to take Ricky Starks for his word. And Ricky Starks, if you let Facebook chair down... You can step in the ring. I will put it on the line. We can just see what if you can outguess me. You pick the event. And this, this, this could be yours. Not this physically, but the idea of this could be yours, Ricky Starks. So don't be a coward. I'm putting it all on the line, baby. Everything, metaphorically, not literally, but as an idea. Wow. Yeah. Bold. I'm going with absolute Ricky Starks also. There's no re- reason for Jericho to win. Absolutely. Give Starks to win. Absolutely. Move him on to something else. Move him on to the TNT title picture again, maybe. 
absolutely rich there is. Let's move on. Let's make the world a better place. All right. And moving on from that, we then have the main event. The AEW World Championship, a 60-minute Iron Man match. Brandon Dander versus MJF. This is too tough to call, Rich Derez. I, I, I can't even. I need to collect my thoughts. So if you want to go first. MJF. It's going to be some sort of shenanigans. He's going to play it smart, right? He's going to like, okay, I'm going to take you back. And take you back to, for me, one of the most memorable Iron Man matches in history. Brock Lesnar threw a fall to attack Kurt Angle with a chair. I think there were stairs involved also in order to wear down Kurt Angle. To wear him down so that later on, he wouldn't be able to go the full 60 minutes. He wouldn't be at full strength. You lose a fall to pick up two or more. MJF is going to do the same. Rich Deriz, this takes nothing. This takes nothing away from what you just said. Because any episode of the Basement Booker's podcast can't be the first episode of the Basement Booker's podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much. But let me just say here that I'm done pandering to the people. That make the basement championship possible in the first place. At least the idea of it. But let me just say. I lost my train of thought. You always use every time there is an Iron Man match. You use that example every time. (laughs) Because it's the best example. It doesn't take anything away from it. It makes it logical. Mm. And this is why I think. If you have MJF win this match because of something like that, he hasn't proved anything. He hasn't proved the whole point of the Iron Man match. And to prove that Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan Danielson, is the best professional wrestler AEW has to offer, he has to overcome Maxwell Jacob Freeman. And Maxwell, while you're laying there looking at the Northern Lights after Brian Danielson, Daniel Danielson, is done with you, and you seek the next challenge, the next challenge, and you want a shot at another more superior Triple B. That's big, beautiful belt. In case you forgot, because I don't know if Brian Danielson, Daniel Brian Bernard Anderson, gave you your first concussion and you might have forgot. But you can come on now and challenge and see if you can guess a little bit better for this, the basement championship. The idea of it, obviously, not the physical item. This is mine forever. Congratulations. Yeah. You seem to be issuing a lot of open challenges for that. Rich Deriz, you miss 99% of the shots you don't take. Okay. Be it in the basket game or the puck game 
or the American foot game, the European foot game. Ain't none of it real, baby, because it ain't professional wrestling. Woo! That's right. That's right. It's the only real sport, damn it. That's right. It's a real bad sport. I'm sorry, MJF, but you will be defeated by Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danielson. And you can call me a mark. Because look at this. This is mark behavior, baby. I'm aware. Basement chair. Come on. It don't even get any more on the nose than that. The K is silent. The K is silent, baby. It's silent. Say it loud if you want. But it doesn't change who the champion is. Interestingly enough, at the Ring of Honor TV tapings, Zack Sabre Jr., known as one of the best technical wrestlers in the world, called out one Mr. Brandon Ander for a match. Oh my goodness. Could we have Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. with the AEW Championship on the line? I don't think it'll be for the title. You better change your pick, baby, because MJF, you going down. I don't know. Well, I guess that's fine. You can pick what you want. Yeah, I'm picking MJF. That's even right. If he, even if he doesn't use underhand tactics, he, even if it, if it's just a straight match and he somehow just outclasses Brandon Dander. Richter is, man. Listen, I'm not trying to change your mind, man. I'm never trying to change your mind. It's even for a championship. Why am I? You're free to make your own decisions. You know? You were, you, you were free. Like that time we talked about Oscar. Remember that? Everybody remembers that. Yep. It was on two different episodes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. I would watch that like 10 times. There's no uh-huh. way that's not going to be a good match. Yeah, yeah. No way. No way. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So that is Basement Booker's AEW Revolution Picks. Who do you got? What you think? Sound off below or whatever in the Gmail. As a matter of fact, Mr. Rissus, we're over here talking about socials and all that nonsense. You know what I think it's time for? What's that? They're giving me the go home. Oh, they're giving they're wrapping me the us go up. home. They're wrapping us up. We got a short one. It's a quick hit this week. Well, as far as where to find this podcast, let me do that first. It's real quick. Basementbookers.podbean.com has all of it. But if you want to hear it, we got I'll, I'll list a few. The Apple stuff, the Google stuff, Spotify, Amazon, TuneIn, the iHeart, Samsung. Go for it. Even more. And you can even listen right on basementbookers.podbean.com. It's right there. Repeating the Gmail, basementbookers at gmail.com. Facebook, Basement Bookers. Instagram, Basement Bookers Pod. Twitter, at Basement Bookers. At Basement Jair. At Rich the Riz. I feel like there's one other I'm missing. TikTok. What's the TikTok? Tell them TikTok since you run Basement that Bookers Pod. There you go. Oh, yeah, it's- I do run it exclusively. Run exclusively by Basement Jair terribly. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great soon, someday, probably, if they don't ban it in America. There you go. Oh, yeah, that is true. That is something to think about. Anyway, as always, we got a party message for you. 
book of verse, sometimes life is going to throw you a curveball. But you got to remember that this match of life, this beautiful match of life is scheduled for one fall. And you should make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the 